0: Welcome to the Holes of the Mark podcast show. And today I am talking to Penny Bradley. And Penny Bradley. Here is her bio. I was a, mi- a military laboratories created hybrid born in 1955. I was kidnapped in 1959 from my bed and taken to Langley for mine fracture and weaponization of my PSB abilities. Part of that was a tour in the time tunnel at Mokorek. In 1964, I was taken to Mars for the new jump gate. I spent 25 years on Mars in a school as a fighter pilot in the war with the native Green ric- Cavaliers and Amenotons. In 1990, I was transferred to the Dark Fleet where I was navigating a freighter for about 25 years. In 2014, I was age regressed, wine walked and time travelled back to where I was taken from from, I no longer, longer knew my family and lots of programmed authors. In the lifetime since I returned, I studied mathematics, computers and microbiology. I, I was married, had three kids, all grown up, I've been oblivious obvi- obvious in my path. Age regression sickness started in 1981, I'm still able to work most of the time till about 2011, when arsenic poison floored me. I struggled to regain my health and was working full-time again in 2004. Work injury made me paralyzed with the waist down 2009. I came back enough to, that I could walk and take care of myself. I started recovering memories and regenerating alters in 2013. And hi Penny, how are you today? Hi Penny. Was that last one i was just saying about i just did your bio it's all right don't worry it's a very interesting <laughs> Bio, wow can you tell me a little bit more in depth about what's happened to you
1: okay we can talk about what's happened to, happened to me um I think we need to put it more into a context that this was a program that was started in the 1950s and that I'm not the only one who's been affected and that over the time since then it has been millions of people all over the world and not just Americans. It's been Aussies, Canadians, Brits, people all over Europe, even some Russians. Uh, so this is, this is a worldwide event where children are modified and then taken for service in space. You've heard recently about um, President Trump forming a space force. Well, the real space force was formed... In America in about 1953 so he's talking about almost 70 years late um, what happened with me was I was the in the first generation that they were using and they picked key- they picked women who had negative blood, the Rh negative factor, and they were looking f- specifically for Jewish or Native American ancestry in a white race family. Because there's a thing called, a, the, we call a metagene, that allows, the person with it to create their own reality. And those two ethnic backgrounds have a higher amount of it than everyone else. And we didn't start off that way, but the religions were hunting those people down, calling them witches and burning them alive. So if you burn people with a gene long enough, you get it out of your your ethnic group. And that's what's happened as a result of the Catholic Church and the Protestant Church and Islam. They have all burned their people with the metagene. So they had to look outside those groups to find us. But we're the people that they're sending into space to represent humanity. So I was just one of many who were taken. And I was kidnapped when I was four and taken to the Langley Air Force Base in Virginia, which is on the east coast of the United States. And it's a CIA base. And the CIA is responsible for mind fracturing all of the people they send into space. So this was a normal part of how the space veterans were all treated. However horrific it sounds to people outside, this is what they do to all of us. And they take us as children Because they can't mind fracture an adult. If you torture an adult, they go catatonic and die on you. If you torture a child, especially a young child, they will form a mind bubble to hold that memory of that torture so that they don't have to think about it. And that's what they wanted was those mind bubbles to be able to program them into people. And this was the basis of the MK Ultra program that was made public in the 1970s. But they weren't the first to do this. This has been going on for hundreds, if not thousands of years. There's records of it in the writings of John Dee, and he was in Tudor England under Elizabeth I. So this is not a new thing. It's something I would like to see stopped. And that's the reason that I came forward in the first place, was to have this torture of children stopped. So just so people know what my motive is, that's what it is. I want I want the, the torture, the terror, the kidnapping to be stopped. So um, it took them about two years to break my mind up into about 2,000 altars. And... Um, Then they spent about six months with me at Montauk because that first generation of us, everybody had to be tested through the time travel chair. This was a chair that had been retrieved from the 1947 Roswell crash. And they didn't know how it worked, and they... they, tested us we all had to pass the chair before they would send us into space and they got rather annoyed with me because instead of traveling through time like they wanted me to I would travel into other timelines and dimensions it was just a quirk of my DNA that I was able to do that. So, um, they wanted to kill me, the people that ran Montauk. They said I was defective. And there was a Draco, and a f- physical extraterrestrial being from the Dra- Draconis system that was present. And he told them, let's just chip her, and when she goes elsewhere, I'll go get her. So that's what they did. They chipped me so that they could track me anywhere in time and space, or other dimensions, or anywhere else I went. And so I pretty quickly learned I could not escape from these people. Then they took me back to Langley and weaponized my abilities and put them behind a firewall where I have to, I have to legitim- legitimately be afraid for my life or so angry I can't even see straight to be able to use them under normal circumstances so everyone else is safe from me I think it was so they would be safe from me but that was that was the rationale and they spent two and a half years weaponizing me so I was nine when they put me in the jump gate in New York City and sent me to Mars. I was never in a rocket. I was in, it looked like an elevator. You get in and they tell you to stand in the middle, which is a really good idea because once it starts moving, the walls turn oval shaped and shimmer and look like they're going to reach out and grab you. And in 1964, it took about 20 minutes to get to Mars. So everything that NASA has said about capabilities in space travel have been lies. I haven't figured out if they weren't told the truth or if they just blatantly lied, but I know we were, we had a colony on Mars in 1964 because I was taken there. And I spent, I spent the next about 10 years in Shula there. Um, the colony that I was sent to was German speaking, and they had not taught me anything that you would call education while I was at Langley. So the Germans taught me, the Germans on Mars taught me to read and write and do math and basic science as they taught it, and when I graduated. I was enlisted in the militia there and put in a fighter plane to do air support in the Mars War. And when I wasn't needed for that, I was on ghoul duty. Um, Most of the time my job was to hunt for human remains because we had a technology that could bring people back from the dead. And I've had interviewers tell me that that's the scariest part of my story, is that you can't die in these programs. If you do die, if there's even the slightest bit of you left, they can bring you back for up to four months. Longer than that if they're not worried about you being in your original body So um, While I was in this program Death was not an option you could die all you wanted They'd just bring you back the tank Was Like a cylinder and it was, it was over six feet across, because when, you're in, when I was in it, I couldn't feel the sides. And it was at least 10 foot tall. Oh gee, what's that in, in British terms? It was at least two meters across, and at least three meters tall. Because when you're in it, you have no light, and you wake up, after, be- after being dead, you wake up there, and you're in the dark, and it's like a sensory deprivation tank. And the thought that would run through my mind is, Am- did they let me die this time? And that was a regular occurrence, because we were in a war, and people died and I would go pick up bodies and, and bring them back, and they'd wake up in this same tank. Um, that particular technology belongs to an ET race that we call the mantids. They're an insectoid race, and they have incredible medical technology, stuff you could not even imagine, and they can cure any. Anything that people are dying from on Earth, there is a cure in the space program. But um, I was in the Northern Hemisphere on Mars, and because I would be on this search mission most of the time, all I'm hearing is this...
0: It's okay Penny, I can still hear you. Wow, we have... It's
1: okay
0: Penny, you still on? Uh, it's probably it's probably somebody trying to interfere with with our conversation they're probably hearing what we're saying and they probably don't want us to talk about it
1: um that's really possible i've not had it be this bad before
0: well carry on though do you want
1: me to go ahead and then then you can edit it
0: yeah, just ca- just ca- just, carry on, just carry on, Penny, it's not a problem.
1: Okay. I unplugged the headphones so because of the feedback being so bad. So I'm hearing an echo. I don't know if it's picking up on your recording or not.
0: I can't hear um. an echo my end, so you're okay.
1: There was a peace treaty in the northern hemisphere of Mars Um, that ended the war there. The southern hemisphere, as far as I know, is still fighting, but I was transferred to the main space fleet instead of the Mars militia. And I was navigator on a freighter. And I was lieutenant because that's the rank you have to be if you're going to be a pilot or navigator. That's like minimum qualifications. And the technology requires that you have a chip that can connects you into the computer. So a lot of the details of my day-to-day activities were stored on the computer instead of in my head. The people that are in the German space fleet are under extreme mind control and chip that connects you to the computer and it controls a second chip that if you start thinking thoughts they don't like, they can give you an epileptic seizure or kill you. And in extreme, extreme situations, they can blow your head off. If they like you enough to want to keep you anyway they'll put you into the regeneration tank and bring you back with the full memory of having been murdered by them so that you don't do that again so it's not like those people have free will we didn't have free will anyway i was picked up when i was four years old how does a four-year-old make a rational decision come on
0: why do you you think they they are um, using us then
1: I was told there that earth had been destroyed in a cobalt war and that we were the last vestiges of humanity and we were trying to make sure that the ETs who did that could never destroy humanity. They might get pockets of us but they could never destroy us all. So that was the mission plan that they were telling us. Now, I was an I was a lower level officer and that I was told that I don't know what the higher level officers think, but we were in basically a survival mode, you know? The home world was destroyed, and we were trying to make colonies so that humanity could survive in more than one place, so we couldn't be destroyed again. Basically, the same description as you see some of the humans having in the Bible after So...
0: There's the strange connections that we have, isn't it? And they think what they're doing is
1: necessary. But it's, it's a horrible way to live. They have some incredible technology that would make life on Earth a whole lot better for, for the average person if it were ever released. They have zero-point energy. That's free energy out of the electricity that's already in the atmosphere or in the, I guess you'd call it ether space. Space is not a vacuum. Space is a collection of ions that are flowing in currents and there are there are critters that have evolved to feed off of it so it's not water but it's like an ocean and you navigate through it but um it holds a lot of energy and the space, the space program has the capability of pulling that energy right out of that ion stream. So we don't have to be doing nuclear energy, we don't have to be doing coal plants, we don't have to be doing burning oil. All of that is obsolete and has been since the 1950s we're destroying our planet burning oil and killing each other over over who hasn't it. and it's completely obsolete we don't need to be doing that the technology just needs to be released from the black ops they also have replicators and they have certain programs already set up in these replicators to produce water, food, clothing, shoes, equipment. If you need a screwdriver, you can tell you can punch in the code for screwdriver and it will make you one. It's It's not like the replicators on Star Trek. It's more like 3D printing, except that it takes whatever material you feed into the back of it and transmutes it into the molecular structure of what you want. Um, I can't remember how to make one or I would release the regeneration tanks from the mountains so anything that you ever have wrong you you can be cured not just treated but cured and if you die they bring you back and then cure you there's There's cloning technology where if they need more people, they can make them, except that they're really impatient about it, and they won't let the mind of that person develop. So they'll take an altar out of an earth human and use it to possess the body to get what they want done without having to educate the mind of it is already in the clone. Uh, What else do we have? We have spaceships that have the capability of going to other galaxies. We have a human, earth, earth human colony in the galaxy Alpha Centaur. Uh, so we have I believe it's three earth colonies that are old enough that they, they are considered to be independent nations two of them speak English and one speaks German those are the ones I know about there's got to be more because I wasn't an important person so
0: Do you you think that the governments will stand up and eventually help you eventually to stop all this happening?
1: For some reason the people like me are starting to remember there are at least 30 of us that are already speaking there's YouTube interviews we're not being taken on to mainstream media but our testimonies are out there for the public and as we talk I'm contacted by people on Facebook all the time well, I remember this and I remember this. So as more of us remember, the governments are going to be forced to put this out there. Because if you've got people remembering right left, how can you keep it secret? It's reached a point that it can't kill all of us. But that's what happened before. They killed Bill Cooper. Uh, he wrote, Behold he he a pale horse. He was in US Navy Intelligence. And he was telling what he know, knew.
0: Um, oh, you killed Matt Spears. He was talking about the Monarch Program. Um... Do you you believe that the men in black are always trying to um, interfere in some way that they don't want you out there? So when, like, today we've had problems, and when you talk to other people on shows, you get, like, interference of some kind? I a lot.
1: The one in today's show, from my end, is the worst I've ever had. Um, I've been shot... 10 times in two years with energy weapons. I have been injured but didn't die. Um, other, other people who have come forward have also been shot at. Um, she calls herself Ileana the star traveler. She was shot in the eye with a laser by one of the groups as she was talking so i'm not i'm not even special that way other people have been shot too this is something that is coming out and people need to know about it it's not going to go away and the government is going to have to deal with it now what the men in black are I don't know. Some people say they're A.T.'s wearing skin suits and other people say that they're government agents trying to keep a lid on this. So, I've not encountered one, you know, so I don't know what they are.
0: Well, I was talking to a man called <laughs> Laurie Wickens the other day, one some time ago. And when I was talking to him about the Sheck Harbour incident. All of a sudden, the, I had our signal went and everything went for no reason.
1: Well, we, this is really common in our in the the secret space program whistleblower interviews. It's really common to have problems. Uh, some of the interviews have to be recorded three or four times, and then the usable pieces spliced together. It's it's challenging to get past it.
0: Oh, well, I look at it this way. I won't let them defeat me because I think it's important to get it out there. Even if one person's listening and thinking, oh. Yes, I think something ought to be done. That's why I think the world of podcasting is a little bit better way of doing this because if you tried to, as you said, try to go mainstream, they will probably laugh at you.
1: Oh, people laugh at me anyway. It's... When you start talking about people in space, they think it's all men. And so when I say, I was there... They're
0: like yeah right you're an old grandma Well I wasn't always old <laughs> Yeah, but you as I said when you if he was actually to listen to you, you they can see that you're an articulate person you're intelligent you're not one of any, you're not going across like you're, you're stating your case you're mentioning what you went through and as people listen back, they they'll, they might learn something a bit more.
1: Well, there's a lot more going on in the world and in space than most people are willing to hear. And most of it's not very pleasant because the people that are willing to run those programs... Are generally selfish and greedy and don't care about the people that they're using or their families. Um, some of the people who have come forward have talked about being promised that they would be taken care of when they got out. Well, that hasn't happened to very many of us. I know a handful of people who did get the good government job, the benefits. But most of us, most of us are in extreme poverty. If we've been out 20 years or more, we're usually sick. That's one of the ways that you find the real veterans, by the way, is we have injuries that there's there's no explanation for. I was, when when they're done with us, they put us through a machine that makes us the same age as we were when they got us, and they put us back to within 15 minutes of when they took us. I don't understand why they do that. I do know that President Eisenhower in the 50s in his treaties with ETs about how we were treated in America he said that we had to be returned unharmed with no memory and apparently these, the space programs were told to do the same thing so the trouble is we're not unharmed. We're left with our mind fractured at the alters. We have programming that we don't understand what, why we're doing what we're doing. Uh, when I start my memories back, I had to deal with self-destruct programming. And when I was younger, and the age regression sickness started. I had to deal with the self-destruct programming then as well. So it's not that we're depressed and want to kill ourselves, but this program runs through our heads, and eventually it will wear you down.
0: I think it's probably inbuilt for a reason. I think it's probably there because they want they they probably put it in as like a self-defense mechanism. I didn't understand that. I'm still
1: getting the noise on this
0: end. I said that I think they did that on purpose, so that basically they you they they you know like when spies have like um, arsenic in their mouth, so they can't talk anymore. ...to the other side.
1: Exactly.
0: I think that's what he did exactly.
1: it. Exactly. Uh, my second husband... ...bragged about being trained... ...by the CIA to be an assassin. And no, he didn't tell me... ...before we were married. But... ...he poisoned me with arsenic. He was dipping ant-baked steaks... ...in my coffee over a six-year period. And I divorced him... ...for other reasons just before he would have made it final. (laughs) Um, That's part of why I'm on disability now, is because of the arsenic. But, yeah, they, they try to kill you. They don't want you to remember and
0: expose their crimes. So... Well that's quite Inside. common with a with a what do what they the call um... box,
1: the spy that came in from
0: the fold. You find that common in history. When when people um conquer you, as they say, they don't want you to remember the good the bad side. They just want you to uh, remember their side of the glorious like a bit like the Nazis, you know, like the glorious empire bit. That's what they want you to remember. They don't remember you, they don't want you to remember the bad bits because it makes them look bad.
1: Yeah, I've run across several of the whistleblowers that are still stuck in the Glorious Empire stage. And they get really frustrated with me and tell me that I'm
0: dark. (laughs) I don't think they're dark, Benny. Thanks.
1: Um... I'm trying to get the kidnapping stopped. If they want to do these programs, let it be with people that are old enough to know what they're doing and have
0: agreed to it. And leave the rest of us alone. Yes, I think I think as you say, it needs to be addressed. Whether it will be in our lifetime, I don't know.
1: sixties so i'm i'm wondering if it will be in my lifetime but i'm pretty sure it'll be in my children's lifetime because
0: too many too many are remembering well there's more and more more and more out there than there used to be isn't there i mean i talked oh, to yeah. i talked to someone called um who does e b e e ollie Oli. um I can't pronounce it. They're in from Czechoslovakia. Well, there's there
1: are people in, in Europe. Um, what's the name there? There's a group that's, that's in Bali, Indigo Star and Thomas Mikey Jensen and billy carson have an organization where they're interviewing whistleblowers and they were in england and now they're in denmark um they're on the internet and they're doing really good work they're any interviewed viewing people I don't know what country he's in. Um, There are an assortment of shows in America. Coast to Coast is probably the oldest and and most famous, but Fade to Black is, is getting a lot of that same audience. And they're both considered to be rather reliable. Uh, well, so there's, I hope there's enough oh, people sorry. out there to keep all of, those, all
0: of those shows busy. Well, yeah, I'm finding more and more people. I talked to someone called Militia Johnson the other day. She's had similar like experiences to yourself. And she was a very interested and intelligent woman as well.
1: Well, most of us are not stupid. Um, they, they try to take smarter people because they want people that are useful to them. And it's not running games and, and, and adventure, although there might be some of that along the way. Um, because that's that's human nature is to try to make some fun out of what you're doing but my back first were battles and what seemed like endless hours in the cockpit of a plane so one day you is the same as the next, is the same as the next, and you're flying this plane and checking the computer readout and and doing what the mission of the day was, and you come back to a temporary base and sleep that night and do more of the same the next. It's... It's just mindless crime work, just like on Earth, going to work, get up, go to work, come
0: (laughs) If you was able to make an appeal to them uh, who took you, if you was able to make an appeal to the people that took you, what would you say to them?
1: stop taking children stop destroying our lives that there was nothing that I did that I remember that they couldn't have a there's no reason to take children
0: no, I'm. I, are listening, I will back that up. I don't think you should do this. We need to, this to stop. And stop it now. We no longer need this to um, have this war. Is stupid. It's not necessary.
1: There's, there are millions of adult humans that could do everything that I did, that I remember doing. I. The only, the only reason that I can see that they would take, that they would want to train a child is because there are so many extraterrestrials involved in the programs. And a lot of adults have trouble adjusting to that and
0: they basically raise the kids around the ETs, so they're like, normal. Yeah, it's like um, if, you, if you go into a different environment, and, and learning that, if you was born in France as a kid, you'd probably be able to learn French a lot easier than if you was... went back there at, like, my age and tried to learn French, that kind of thing.
1: Well, I think so many people on Earth have the idea that the ETs are demons, and my experience is that they're physical like we are, and 10 15% of them are really bad, and 10 15% of them are really good, and most of them succumb to peer pressure just as we do. Dealing, it's like dealing with a human in a in a different shaped body. Most of the time, they have an agenda, and they have abilities that go with the different shaped body. But basically, they're a lot like people, and you can't trust them any more than you can trust people. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Right Penny, is there any links you want people to look at before we go?
1: Be open to the world not being what you think it is. There are going to be a lot of people coming forward with what will sound like bizarre stories and they're going to be telling you the absolute truth. Be open to hearing it.
0: Penny, before we go, have you got anything that you... uh, Have you got any links that you want people to go to? Like, have you got a website or... I know you've got conventions coming up, haven't you?
1: Oh yes, I have a conference that I'm going to be speaking at in Albuquerque, New Mexico October 24th through 29th and it's called Stargate to the Cosmos and I believe the website for it ends in .org and I have... A website that is a social media for experiencers and it's space portals with an s dot net and it's a, it's a free sign up we don't charge anything we don't allow ads um, my partner and I are paying for it all out of pocket So, we do take donations to help pay for the bandwidth, but we aren't charging people for it. It's it's a place where experiencers can get peer support
0: and help deal with the self-destruct programming. And obviously, if they want to name anonymous on that site, that's okay by you.
1: They can use a bank name. We ask for your name and your email and your age. That's because the server is in Kentucky. And that's what that's what the state law requires, that you have to be at least 13 to sign up. Um, we don't check on you. So email you know, will... We'll send you a link to verify that you've signed up. That's the only reason we need it. If you lie on the rest of
0: it, we don't care. No. <laughs> That's up like to you. The I mean, I, I'm a great believer. The
1: people there are on fake names.
0: I'm a great believer. If I've, if I've ever witnessed something or experienced something, like I've experienced a near-death experience in my life, I talk, I talk about it all the time. If people believe me, oh, yeah. I'm, I don't mind. I don't mind if they don't want to believe me. I was there, like you was there. No one can tell you. Nobody can tell you any different, Penny. You experienced it. I was. I didn't. But I've listened in, and I am finding totally fascinating. I don't like the idea of coming back, personally. But hey ho, perhaps it's a new form of immortality that we don't that we don't want to. A bit scared about. And as for the time travel, where well, we time travel today? Because basically, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I mean, coming up to 2 o'clock in the morning, my end. And you're still evening where you are. So I've yes. time travelled and done the distance. So technically, people saying, oh, time travel doesn't exist. Well, I'm proving it now.
1: Oh, I put a, I put a joke about that on my wall on Facebook. It was... That time zones are fascinating, that it's tomorrow in Australia, it's tonight in in England, and it's nineteen twenty eight in America.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like that one.
1: I that one's funny. Well
0: was before so, yeah. be, before we go, Penny, I always like to do an unique sign off. Are you ready? Yes. <clears throat> Thank you, Penny, for being on my show, I liked our chat, you know, I hope you enjoyed what we said, and thank you for being on my show. Thank, thank you. you for having me. Thank you, Penny, I, I hope I hope I, um, this comes out okay, I, I, we apologise for any interference, but we had no control over it, folks. The men in black sometimes don't like me talking to other people. I have the same problem when I talk to people with, when, when I talk about paranormal as well. So I think basically someone's trying to tell me something. But they won't stop me. And they won't put, stop people like Penny. Because we're out there to try and get the truth out there. Thank you for listening.